Hello everyone and welcome to the PlayStation Access podcast. I hope you're ready for some eerie delights as this week we're talking unexpected scary moments, Halloween favourites and terrifying synonyms in the run-up to All Hallows' Eve. Get into your most horrifyingly cosy blanket and settle down for the most wonderful time of the year. It's time to get spooky. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the PlayStation Access Podcast, the official podcast of PlayStation UK, <laughs> where this week it's Halloween, baby. So I hope you're ready for lots of ooing as the podcast goes on. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Yeah. I've got my pumpkins on my head. I love your little pumpkins. They look so happy. Look yeah. at them. They're so lovely. And look at them just wobbling all. Yeah. Oh, you've got one that's yeah. having a great time. I'm yeah. sorry, people who are only listening to this you're missing out on the wobbly pumpkin things wobbly pumpkins yeah. right now me and rosie are also decked out we've got matching bat ears on one's red and one's black team bikini represent yeah Woo. team batkini oh, it's amazing oh i love the season the spooky season and so we are doing a horror themed special this week on our, our podcast so i have got us some names inspired by Spooky stuff. Now, Rob, you already come with a classic name, and I'm not going to mess with it, so it's Harob Fearson. Thank you. You know, it's... This just, just works. I, I forgot about the Fearson part, and I was just like, oh my God, your name's just... Your name's perfect, Rob. Yeah. Horob. Horob. Fearson. I, I remembered this, because I, I was trying to... I was coming up with names, and I went, oh, Herosi, and I was like, oh no, Rob's already laid claim to Harob. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't beat it, you know. I tried for a bit, and I was like... You know what? I'm going to have to concede at some point, and this is the one that I will concede on. So, congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations on your name. Thank you. Hope you're happy. I am. <laughs> uh, I have gone for my classic across Discord servers, which is Slash Killman. Nice. Which is easy, easy, easy. I didn't know easy. if you were maybe going to do like a monster mash type thing. No, but my other favourite is the Hash Slinging Slasher, just because it has Ash in it twice. Oh, wow. double whammy. Yeah. But Rosie, I came up one for, with one for you, which is a little little bit rubbish but still very spooky in <laughs> they're the, my favourite ones in the spirit of the season so you are scarecrowsy caddick like ick ick oh <laughs> I like that scarecrowsy I really liked and that's then, pretty good actually I'm like pretty that. happy with that um, scarecrowsy caddick or caddicky caddicky <laughs> <laughs> you have to say the uh, on the end yeah, to make it like, and then you just come in like a really gooey scarecrow just put that on like all of my IDs now. Just I want Caddick. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. at the end of everything. Yeah, sorry, I'm just goofing on your actual name. <laughs> <laughs> right, so this week for a little preview of what we'll be talking about, we've got our main feature, which is unexpected spooky moments and some Halloween faves. Boom! That was an unexpected spooky moment. We then got comments of the week, which community highlights from the hashtag pod squad. Pod squad. We then got before we go, which is coverage outside of gaming. And I'm laughing because I already know how fed up Rob is. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got an hour of this how to come. How many more of these instances are to come in the next hour? Who <laughs> knows? Oh. oh, no, didn't worry. You, won't get me. you, won't, you won't make me jump. Okay, just well, won't do it. You be can't. prepared. There'll be many jump scares like this one. Oh, that was a fake out. Woo! <laughs> so first, we've got to move to the what's new section where I ask... What's new? 
So we are in the what's new section and I'm going to tell you what is new. And the newest thing that has come this week that everybody is very excited for and that we have been very excited for and spoken a lot about on our YouTube channel is Marvel Spider-Man 2 came out on the 20th of October. It's incredible. It's amazing. But I'm not going to go into it loads here because we do have loads of great videos that you should go and check out over on PlayStation Access. So go and do that. Go and look at it. Go and play it and have a grand old time. In the meantime, I'm going to tell you about a game that maybe you have haven't heard of that came out on the 19th of October called Mail Time. Mail Time? I've not heard of this, Mail no. Time. I bring this one up because I feel like it, there's going to be lots of spooky stuff and horror Mail games. as in post or mail as in mails? Oh, <laughs> I hope post. Mail Time. <laughs> the whole world is mail time. mail time now. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Uh, no, it is. It is. It's, it's like a. It's like postal o'clock. Right. It, it would be its post British time. name. <laughs> postal o'clock. Post o'clock. Yeah. Okay. So it's mail time, which is a. It's a cozy cottage core adventure. So it's like this adorable little mushy lady, like a mushroom. Sorry, I shouldn't say that she's mushy. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so I just pictured the lovely mushy lady, <laughs> like a mushy pea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, like a mushroom lady, and she's in like this little town of creatures where there's woodpeckers and adorable frogs, and it's very, very like when I say cottage core, it's that kind of like doilies and beautiful flowers eating a strawberry at a picnic. You know, like very cute, sweet superb cozy game vibes and that came out on the 19th and is about you trying to deliver mail or a letter should i say for you rob <laughs> the mail uh <laughs> we uh we where you play as as her trying to deliver this letter and and kind of every time every person she goes to to ask where greg is to deliver this letter to they have more post for her to deliver um in the little trailer that i watched which was quite funny so it, it just looks really cute and really sweet so they've got a letter for greg but well, in the, asking, the first person has a letter for Greg. Okay, but and then in asking, they just get more letters. Yeah, and then more, are they all called Greg? No, no, no. I think she's like, where, "Do you know where Greg is?" And they're like, "Oh, I've got a lady, letter you can deliver for me. Thank you, post lady." And she's like, "Ah, is she, actually, is she actually a post lady, or is she just someone who was doing a nice favour, and now they've all just presumed she's the post lady?" You know what? I'm gonna have to play and find out. I'm, I'm curious now about yeah. the, the 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 thick plot behind <laughs> this. It is very twisting and turning. <laughs> oh. It just looked really cute, and I thought it was a nice little, you know, subversion of all of the horror and gnarliness and nastiness that is uh, coming. I've got to admit, I was waiting for you to drop the the horror twist on, on nope. mail time then. <laughs> but it turns out that you're delivering post in hell oh, or something. That everyone's dead. No, I just thought I'd start off nice and sweet and then move on to... Metal Gear Solid Master Collection. <laughs> <laughs> the horror! No, it's so scary. Well, you know, this it does is... have spooky moments in it. Yeah, well, the, it, it uh, there's loads in Metal Gear Solid that's like branches so many genres, and it's nice that it's out and people can play it and finally experience a franchise that maybe they haven't had their hands on yet. You have to walk down a river of ghosts at one point. Yeah, I like that. That's what I gotta it's say. Good, spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Good, spooky. It is a very spooky moment, though. Yeah. Don't they fully like the music's just ba basically just very silent, and just the whole time you just hear like the screams and stuff as well. Yes. Like, yeah, I remember doing that for the first time, and I was like, <gasps> that scene in Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah, in Metal Gear Solid Three, it really gets up. you. They ham it up quite a lot. So some of the ghosts are like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it's like you know, it's a bit Scooby Doo. Yeah, but the the whole premise is is pretty horrifying. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, can you hear that? Sorry, just a jump scare is coming, isn't it? No, I just thought I heard something strange going on. 
Never mind. Carry on. <laughs> I think you just caught her up for a jump scare. Yeah, I, knew what, I know what you're doing. <laughs> so you're like, no. This is exactly the kind of thing I would do if I was trying to do it. Oh, I, no. I will get you, you Rob Fearson. You won't. I will get you, Horob Fearson. Uh, but in the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection, um, I've written Throw to Rob. So there you are, Rob. Um, I, right. I've also written all the games that are coming, which is Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, Metal Gear Solid, including VR missions and special missions, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty HD collection version, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater HD collection version, Metal Gear and Snake's Revenge. Well, those last two are incredibly exciting. Yeah. Like Snake's Revenge, I don't actually know too much about. Mm. Um, so that the fact that that's included is really cool. Also, Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2, mm. Solid Snake. Um, like the, the, the start of the story of the saga, uh, which was included, I believe, in the, in the original Metal Gear Solid 3 HD collection on PS3. Um, so, but to have them all together in one bundle... Yeah. Amazingly exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, especially Metal Gear Solid 1. Just being able to play Metal Gear Solid on a PS5. It's again, just cool. Just, it's just very, very cool. Get to play it, the whole thing again and have a great time again. I've recently um, saw my boyfriend play Metal Gear Solid 1 for the first time on PS1. And just watching it all again, I was like, I could, I just, I'm, you know, I'm just going to play it again myself. Even though I've literally just watched it, I'm like, this is a great game. I'm just going to yeah, play well, it myself. I think, I think it's out by the time people will, list, will be listening to this. It, it will be out in the wild. Yeah, 24th. Um, so, you know, think of all the trophies as well. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> oh. a lot of people, I've seen a lot yeah. of people go like, trophies? I'm going to get all the trophies. So, are you going to get the trophies for them, Rob? Uh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll try. Unless I look at the trophy list and there's something really, really hard on there. Mm. In which case... Finish the game. <laughs> in which case, I'll just, I'll just not talk about it. Uh, because I don't want the the embarrassment of people being like, have you got the platinum trophy in Metal Gear Solid, Rob? No. Oh, I thought you were like Mr. Metal Gear. You do realise in saying that you've signed your fate. Not really, because I just won't mention it again. Oh, well, everyone unless else I will. Get, unless I get the platinum, in which case I You're won't say, stop mentioning yeah, well, it. If you put hashtag pod squad... Pod squad. Thank you. Uh, oh, I missed it. Uh, yeah. with, with any with any troubling of Rob for this platinum, I will read it out every week. So just just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what could they make you do for the platinum in that game? I don't know. Eat a snake. What? That's that like what difficult. Just like hard. Uh, probably take pictures of all the ghosts. I mean, that's that's not too difficult. Not too it? difficult, but if you don't, if you if you're doing it like without following a guide, or I guess they could make you unlock all of the. All of the special items, like mm. the bandana and the stealth camo and all that. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, we're speculating. Yeah, we're speculating now. <laughs> now we're just like, how are we going to uh, make this really hard? But it's very exciting to have all, all, the, all of the Metal Gear games, or lots of the Metal Gear games, all playable on PS5 in one lovely bundle. I'm yes. very excited. Yeah, I have never played Metal Gear Solid. Let's move on to Ghost Runner. Uh, two, which is out on the 26th or has come out on the 26th. Oh, I'm glad that Rob didn't respond to that. I thought I was going to get a hang on a second, but it was okay. About there, they're not playing Metal Gear Solid. I got away with well, it. Oh, well, you just quickly went on, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, quickly, yeah, literally. You just were so quick that no one could even it's slide fine. anything yeah. in. It's fine. Not everyone's going to have played everything. I think oh. you'll definitely like moments in Metal Gear Solid, though. Yeah. Like uh, the spooky moments you'll definitely really like. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I definitely want to give it a go at, mm. uh, at some point, And this is a perfect excuse, too. And I also want to give Ghost Runner 2 a go, because it does look really oh, good. Oh, yes. I played this at Gamescom. Yes. Uh, really, really good. I was pretty bad at it. But then it's the kind of game where being bad at it actually works in my favour to the end. Because by the end, I'd, I'd learnt 
through all of my failure, and I guess this is the point of the game, really, you learn where all the enemies are and you just end up stringing together this gloriously cool sequence of action gameplay that when, when you pull it off, you're like, oh, yes, this feels great. And it's so instant. It so instantly gets you back into the action if you die that you don't, I didn't even have time to get annoyed. I could feel it like, oh, I've done, oh, no, I'm playing again. Is it like, yeah, just I was going to say, it's a super quick, yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. So, it's, it, you know, in terms of the structure of it, it felt a lot like Hotline Miami. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't look like Hotline Miami. It's this beautiful sci-fi futurist dystopia that you're playing in. And then you've got the the bike bits. That mm. I remember the when we first saw the trailer for it, and the trailer was just a motorbike driving down a building, driving yeah, down the side right. of a building, and that being really cool. The motorbike bits are so cool. Yeah just yeah going really fast and at the last minute like a tunnel will be blocked off and you'll just see like a the route you've got to take right at the last minute and you know anti-gravity driving on walls driving on the ceiling so much fun to play uh so i think we can there'll definitely be scope for competitiveness i oh, think amongst us playing uh-oh. ghost runner and and getting the best times is and this going to be another astro situation the best scores oh no maybe maybe it's oh. a christmas maze moment maybe <gasps> Oh wait, if you want to be a millionaire, never mind. Um, (laughs) That's not Christmas maze. That's Chris Tarrant maze. That is. Uh, We've also got this come out this week: Ghostbusters: Rise of the Ghost Lord, which came out on the twenty sixth, and we do have a little collective experience that we've uploaded onto the channel, which you should check out as well. But for a little recap here, it's really cool. We had a great time playing it. Great, great experience. If you're able to get like a group of friends together and, yeah. and take on some ghostbusting missions yeah. especially if you're a ghostbusters fan and you get a thrill out of seeing you know all of the all of the stuff yeah like the car the car's good the car and using, <laughs> i love using pack yeah and, i was gonna say using all the equipment and the scanners and stuff yeah. like that when you see the little legs go up when you're scanning and it's like oh there's a ghost here and things like that yeah. it was great fun using the traps yeah the traps they were very satisfying to use it was a great experience but i just i there's something about doing playstation vr in multiplayer and seeing the people you're with like mm. with this as well you you could see everyone's eyes moving that's a, yeah it's i so love seeing cool. everyone's eyes uh, and just just being able to gesture to each other with your actual hands yeah. and then seeing your in-game avatars yeah. doing that as well i love communicating with people in playstation vr 2 when everyone's in the same physical space together it's just it's a great experience and I, just a very fun game. I like it, but not when I'm covered in little stay puffed marshmallow men that freaking was out. Amazing. I, I, love that. I didn't get a chance to be covered by them. Oh, no. and I, yeah, because I was like, everyone else got them. And I was like, oh, am I going to get stay puffed? And then I didn't, but I was having a great time picking well, them up. Pick them up and you, you bring them to up. your face and they're like, like ah, all angry. <laughs> trying to get off and stuff. Well, they were lovely. Know. It felt like, you know, the, lovely. A, it felt like a bed bug moment. I was like, ah, yeah. get them off. Oh yeah, you were really freaking out. I don't like it. I just don't like the thought of being covered in crawling creatures, whether they are delicious soft marshmallows or not, you know. It's like an edible spider. No, not appealing. Um, And also out this week... (laughs) Out yesterday, the 27th of October. Yeah, the bells are ringing. (gasps) The ghosts are howling. Wins howling because what game is it? My God, two K. I didn't know. I've, of course, I feel like I got someone. You were like the bells are ringing. I was like, have I got the complete wrong game? No, and I was just like, <laughs> no, I was I was just saying spooky spooky scary bells. things. 
<laughs> yeah, it's Alan Wake too. The dogs are barking, which just means you've got sore feet. Never. Does it? Oh, yeah. yeah. All my dogs are barking. All no, my do- yeah, yeah, I have heard that before. And Alan's probably saying that because he's been wandering around the dark place for 13 years. So, Alan, time to wake up, eh? But that's come out yesterday. Uh, so, right now, in real time, right this second, I will be sprawled upon thine sofa mine sofa actually not yours uh, <laughs> playing this game having the best time I'm so excited to get my hands on it we're recording early as always on the podcast so I haven't actually dove in yet but seeing uh, Mr. Alan Wake appearing in um, Fortnite and like it- yeah that's right he literally popped up in Fortnite alongside yeah. Jack Skeleton and um Michael Myers was it? Yeah, but he's got like a whole like like a, a reminder of his story like in Fortnite and everything. It's wild, honestly. It's what it's such a wild crossover. I was like, oh, I did not expect this, but I f- sure like sure. <laughs> I'm interested. Wherever Alan goes, I go. Let's get in Fortnite. <laughs> get some winner winner chicken dinners. I loved it when he was announced in Fortnite as well, compared to the other characters that were announced for Fortnite. Because you have like Jack Skeleton, for example, who's yeah. the skeleton in the suit, and then Alan Wake. It's like like when we played the the sticky notepad game on the forehead yeah. and then you said he's just a man <laughs> just an it's like Alan man. Wake even in Fortnite just looks like a man like an <laughs> he just looks like a man but I loved it for that and I love Alan for that because yeah. he's so relatable yeah. our Alan <laughs> oh just a man with elbow patches he's just having a good time um I also I know that when we're chicken dinners from PUBG by the way that was a joke just before anybody comments like oh you said the wrong thing <laughs> did it on purpose as a funny little thing malarious me and speaking on that it's time to move on to our main feature that was our lovely little news right ah! oh, god damn did that get you no it didn't get oh, me oh god okay I well. think it's because I was too busy looking at Rob's reaction <laughs> <laughs> did it not give you the pang of fear in your chest no okay well no. If you somehow manage to make something come from this side, if you've got something lined up, then that would be scary. Okay. I'm expecting it to come from here. Okay, well, not at this time, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, oh, there's a little ruffle there on the, <laughs> on the heart wave monitor. The little Ooh, ruffle. Okay, that's good. Like a one. A one. A, a one, one ruffle. Yeah. Oh, Oh, if you're a she listen- did something. <laughs> if you're a listener, I just put my hand near Rob's face, so we'll get it. We'll get a rise out of him no, yet. No, no, you won't. We'll try again in the main feature, which we're going to go to now, which is all about unexpected horror moments that terrified us, and just some general Halloween chatter. So we'll see you there shortly. Okay, we're back. I'm trying to be calm and cool and collected because I can feel myself getting overexcited <laughs> talking about horror and spooky stuff. So let's just have a real calm, chill moment. I feel like we just have like the, some sea sound effects. Like, Ash is trying to calm it down now so that when she goes loud, oh. it will be scary. Oh, That's I didn't what she's pick up on do. that. I genuinely thought you were trying to hold back your excitement. <laughs> Let's everyone be quiet (laughs) (laughs) for no reason. (laughs) Oh, well, okay. I guess we can be loud then. (gasps) Right. I'm not going to start yelling. I'm going to keep my yells to myself unless it's a jump scare at some point. Not right now. There might be people at home who've already been scared by the jump scares you've done. I hope so. There might be people who have stopped listening because the jump scares are too much and they're fully there on their sofa or, you know, they've had to pull (laughs) off at a welcome break or something on the road because they're too (laughs) spooked. Darren, pull in. (laughs) There's a road chef. (laughs) I can't handle this anymore. Too scary. (laughs) She got me too many times. 
Let's put Radio 2 on. Oh my Listen goodness. Put Classical FM on, please. <laughs> well, well, well. I can't promise there won't be any more yells. Oh, that rhymed. But right now we do have spooky business to attend to. So... I thought I'd start this off by asking what you think makes for a good surprise moment for scares outside of classic jumps. And I'm just going to make some notes. Rob, if you want to go first. Outside of classic jumps. Well, like the, the, the moments that I think of are jump scares. Yeah. But they don't happen in horror games. And that's oh, right. when I find them scary. Uh, in particular, well, fun jump scares, scary in horror as well. But when you're really not expecting it, like in horror games, there'll be, I can, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I get something like Until Dawn, for example. You know, horror does that thing where you can feel, you can feel like the game is taking like an intake of breath. Yeah. It asks and, you to like look into yeah, something. And you can feel like, oh, you get that, you, you open something or there's that classic moment where the protagonist will be walking backwards and they're like, oh, thank goodness. And the camera, you can, you can feel like that space behind mm. them that you can't see and you know something's going to be there. Um, but one that always gets me, I think it's in Batman Arkham Knight. Oh, right, yeah. Where you're just, you'll be gliding around, grappling around, and you grab like a rooftop. And as Batman pulls himself up towards it, uh, I think it's Man Bat, mm. just like screeches at you from the top of this rooftop. And it's absolutely terrifying. I've heard of this. Absolutely terrifying. And I think I think Joker mocks it as well in, in Arkham Knight. Um does another jump scare with Joker. Uh, but uh, so scary. And that's a whole little side quest is is going and finding man Batman yeah. and taking him down. Uh, but I remember finding that absolutely petrifying. Um, Noted. So, yeah. So just <laughs> the next time I'm grappling around rooftops, Ash, just yeah. hide on one of the roofs Okay. And come out and ah, scream. The, the, That'll scare The me. common thing you like to do on your weekends. Yeah. Just gra- grab your grappling so gun. I'll be gliding around Chippenham this yeah. weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my, my bat wings on, innit? Me and Rosie are going to tag team. <laughs> We're going to tag team. You'll get yeah. one. You'll glide on a roof and think, oh, I know a jump scare's coming. I'll be like, ah. And then, and then Rosie will come up from behind me and be like, ah. And you'll get the double whammy. Yeah. Double whammy. That would be scary. That would yeah. be scary. Um, but yeah, what was the question? The question Again? was, what do you think makes for a good scare outside of classic jump scares? Oh, outside jump scares. of jump scares. Um, but that is a great one. I mean, that yeah, but that is a jump scare, isn't it? So I, I guess, are you talking about just like general scary atmosphere? Yeah, I think what what frightens you in games, basically. Like what gets your, your belly going all gets, weird? I think, um, well, something that creates an overriding, like Alien Isolation, I think is the scariest game I've ever played. And it's not a game that deals in jump scares, really. It's a game that deals with creating an, an oppressive atmosphere where you feel like you're being hunted. And the, the sense that you are... Disempowerment is obviously a, a very crucial aspect of these things. In horror games, you typically play as protagonists who aren't heroic, who aren't strong. Maybe you'll have, like, a gun or maybe an even more feeble weapon to, to protect yourself with. But in alien isolation, you feel so underpowered compared to the thing that you know is hunting you. And just the, even when it's not there, there's always the possibility, possibility that it could be there. Hearing sounds, you've got your motion detector, the, the whole environment is, is oppressive anyway. Lots of angles and pipes and flickering lighting. Um, so I think 
games like that. That that's the most scared I've, I've ever been in a game is, is playing iso- Alien Isolation. I'll never forget when the alien caught me from like the vents for the yes. first time because you can see like mm-hmm. drool slightly, but you know, like you say, the atmosphere's so well, you, you almost feel like a sense of relief. Like when the alien does get me in Alien Isolation, that's like the the, the, the release valve, it's like, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> thank God. Thank God it's got me, basically, because <laughs> I just can't handle the, the tension. It's that buildup of tension for yeah. me that I find scary. That's, and it's the same for horror movies as well. Like, the, my favourite horror movies are ones that just create, a, like, a sense of, of tension or unease throughout mm. them, and, and you feel like something's off. You feel like something's not quite right, and you can't mm. quite put your finger on what it is. Um that's outside of jump scares. That's that's what scares me the most. Um, yeah, that's my answer. That's good. That's a good answer. How about you, Rosie? Because you're a fun-loving guy. <laughs> fun-loving yeah, guy over you're always it. Like, is there any moments in games where you're like, oh my goodness, this is really this is really getting me? Yeah, there's loads. I mean, um, talking about one, like just for example, games that aren't horror games. I'll never forget the first time in Uncharted: Drake's Fortune where you have to power on the, the generator, I think it is, and you've just discovered about the, I won't say what they are, but the little little creepy monsters I that are kind of about, running yeah. around. I'll never forget, I was at my dad's house and I was playing on the PS3 and uh, I would always just remember I had to fully pause it for a bit and I just pretended that I was like, I'm hungry, I'm going to the fridge. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was just, you know, the suspense and the atmosphere, especially in Uncharted, which, you know, the whole time I've been like, yeah, I'm just on this adventure, look at me discovering all these things. And then suddenly you're just in this intense situation, like replaying it when you know what's happening. It's like, you know, all the fear is gone and everything. It's still creepy, but it's nowhere near as scary as when you first experience it like knowing nothing at all I'll always remember that one really creeping me out I think that's a great shout I remember that bit it's like a Uncharted just becomes a horror game for about an hour yeah and it's, it's terrifying <laughs> like yeah you've gone from swinging around these lush green environments to all of a sudden being in this quite enclosed dark space yeah and there are undead pirates out to get you it's oh, like it's really so cool it's really cool yeah. and then like with the red like lights flashing about as well and then they all just keep on charging at you and they're so much stronger than you as well and you just panic so that's um again it's just like the i'm a big contender for like the you know like you say rob the suspense and tension building in horror games and also in not horror games uh another example of one which i would never have expected to it didn't scare me but it definitely creeped me out was in a, a hat in time there mm. was a stage called uh, i think it's like vanessa's manner or something like that but a hat in time is a very colorful bright lovely platformer like you're a little hat kid and you're always skipping around and stuff and then suddenly you've got this level where like the music is slightly slower and a bit more like (laughs) and um if you've got basically just this shadowy figure sort of stalking around. And if you stand outside for too long, the whole screen goes like, starts shaking, goes a bit blue, red, everything gets disoriented. Um, And I remember like, you know, I was just sitting there thinking, yeah, I'll just carry on with a hat in time for a bit. And then that level, uh, first experience in it, when you're not prepared for a horror experience, you're fully just like, I wasn't expecting this from you. You can't help but have your heart pump a little bit more than what you, what you usually expecting. Um, but again, it's just because that in that situation, it just drops you in it. Because even, you know, you could say it's like 
Mickey's Wild Adventure, which is a, a it's a friend, family friendly game. So it's still like a colourful, slightly spooky mansion, but it's just the way that it just drops you in there and you're like, oh my God, I have no idea. Yeah, well, oh, I wasn't expecting this at all. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me is the the atmosphere and the building of suspense and the anticipation of what's coming. Basically exactly what Rob said. I mean, my favourite horror game of all time is the Resident Evil remake mm. um, for the first game. And the way, I just think that's a, a prime example of like a horror game because there's so many moments where, I mean, you know, in the original Resident Evil, you've got the lock camera angles. This, the remake has lock camera angles but takes it to the next step. Like a camera angle can literally be when you walk in a door and then suddenly your character is right in the camera and it's just the door behind you. And you know, if you take a single step forward, then that's it. Like, then you're going to see the rest of the hallway. What else is going on? Is there a monster? Is there a, a zombie dog or something like that? Um, it's just constantly every corner is unsafe and uh every sound every like shadowy effect from the windows and things like that oh it's just such a, a creepy game and it just gets more scary as you play it so um i'm a big contender yeah for like the the anticipation of like what's gonna get me oh my god this is a spe- like intense so that's what gets me i think i definitely think atmosphere has a massive part to play in creating horror but i also agree with you guys that i think it's tone shifts that really that i i really like the most to be fair mm. like uh, that that scare me um so playing something and it not expecting it to be a horror game and then it really going dark but like on a on a flip like there's there's no build-up there's no atmosphere it's just like boom you're in you're in yeah. there. Uh, so something like doki doki literature club or like buddy simulator 1984 where everything looks really happy and beautiful on the surface and you literally do one thing and everything changes and flips and there's something nasty and rotten under the surface i think like facades like beautiful facades that then kind of crumble and reveal mm-hmm. something really really grim yeah um are definitely my favorite type of the non-horror horror experience for sure um and i think making feel like good surprise moments and good scares outside of jump scares the build-up is absolutely the most important part that's definitely like a a a known tactic is if you make everything calm you make everything you know prepared for the moment if you do the really slow reach out you open the door really slowly you then move really slowly you have an angle that you can't see from behind it's that expectation and then the letdown if you don't put a jump scare in to then build it up again because they're gonna Mm. they like everybody knows something's coming so you go through the process again as you go into a next room until you finally burst that bubble and then reshape it again and build it up again because it is a relief to get found by the monster it is a relief to see something nasty because you feel proven right you're like hell yeah okay i knew that there was something horrible going on here um one of the things that really did that well for me was was vex on ps2 you know i don't know if you've played that no i haven't it's um i don't even know what it is i have it's one of those ones that have a bit of a vague memory of i just know that i played it a lot when i was younger and you're like this little beast with some claws and you do some platforming you do some collecting it's like a hub world with different levels and um in the main bit there's the creatures are like shadows but they're like pointy little shadows and they hide so like you'll be going across um, a bunch of sand dunes and they'll be hiding behind them and you can see them moving in the distance but as you go past they hide so then they can come out and scare you but it's just 
it's just seeing something move and knowing that it's out there and knowing that you've got to go that way and you and like they're going to jump out at you. It sounds like weirdly Rugrats Search for Reptile <laughs> on PS1. Again, you would not expect something to be spooky, but there is a level in there which is genuinely spooky. And as a kid, I always avoided it because you yeah. don't have to do all the mini game levels to finish Rugrats Search for Reptile. I'm a Search for Reptile pro. <laughs> um, there's one level where it's like, Oh no, the it's nighttime and you know the the charming story is that you have to open the refrigerator because there's light in the fridge. So mm. that's the only source of light. So you've got to go from Tommy Pickles' bedroom to the kitchen. But it's like the only moment in the game where it's nighttime and you've got a little nightlight, which has got a little pumpkin face on well a little smiley face, but it looks like a little pumpkin face. But the music is just like really creepy and like do and you just have these like really thin little paper ghosts and that's all they are but with the the sudden lighting change in the game and with the music and the ghosts when they like when you put your flashlight on them they go like <laughs> or something Ooh. like that yeah they do like a really creepy like <laughs> sort of noise you're like <sighs> and your, your torch has got battery life so it's not even, like it's a child friendly game and you're there learning about how to manage you know your battery and your torch and stuff so Alan Wake for, for kids Alan Wake yes <laughs> Alan Wake <laughs> Alan Wake as a child oh there is definitely something to be said for kind of unexpected noises that really get me as well like in the atmosphere building like I, I find the way that people make dinosaurs sound in games really scary because <laughs> I, I hate the resonance of something massive with kind of like this this, oh, they do this like tinny sound in the in the roars and it just it really gets me like I just I don't oh, my dinosaurs just really scary no. I used to have a recurring nightmare about pterodactyls which I probably said before <laughs> but I used to I used to have a recurring nightmare about them because I just dinosaurs like I love them and I think they're cool and impressive like anything that I'm a bit scared of I'm probably in awe of as well but like dinosaurs was a big one when I was younger that just like I loved them but also hearing the noises they make really upset me like I, and I still do now they still make me uncomfortable like hearing mm. like the but with the deep and underneath. Well, I think so they're big. all like the T Rex. I think is famously built like mm. it's a it's a mis a mishmash of various animal sounds. So there's yeah. like an elephant in there and lion in there, and mm. so all those sounds well, are real, it? Ash. Like yeah. it's and a the, real animal making those sounds. It, it's because it sounds like like when like un- creatures that make underwater noises in something like Returnal as well. Yeah. Like where it's like a sonar, and you know it's something massive, like bouncing noise around, and it sounds like metal scraping on metal with like organic sounds in it as well. It just it it, it really hits something primal in me and makes me uncomfortable. And underwater, now you mentioned it. That's yeah. that's un- any underwater segment immediately I find scary. Yeah. Just because being underwater is quite scary. Mm, yeah. Um, trying to think of a specific example just, Tomb Raider games anything that made you solve a puzzle underwater yeah. in Tomb Raider used to freak me out to the point where I just wouldn't want to go through the level anymore <laughs> yeah. if I knew I had to do an underwater bit I was like oh please no <laughs> I can't there's, do this there's one level in um, Tomb Raider 2 where literally you just start underwater and you're just in like this, this, the depths of the sea and like literally the level just starts and you're there and your breath's going down and you just have to swim in the darkness to like try and find something and there's sharks roaming around oh, and man. I remember I was playing this on my Vita I think I was in a plane at the time and I was like oh my god <laughs> Laura <laughs> find something anything yeah. and then of course you die immediately because you're panicking and then you don't know where you're going but that's a that's a good like yeah. you're big, in the depths big, of the big ocean. sounds underwater is, is scary oh, you yeah. heard of the bloop ash yeah but they didn't they figure out what the bloop <laughs> no, was no 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 
No. Oh, that's I, I choose to. Yeah. I choose to not believe that in any official explanation for the bloop. It's a big, unexplained, What's enormous monster. It was like a, a mysterious sound underwater picked oh. up on on some kind of device where they used to pick up underwater sounds um and they're like oh that the noise of that sound like whatever's made that sound it's like you know way bigger than a blue whale or anything we have and i just love that kind of what was it (laughs) when was this was this recent or it was for they they, it was a mystery an unsolved mystery for years like they they could hear the bloop but they had nowhere to assign it and I think it did move as well like it was like it, mm. the, the way that they they tracked it it was very it very much suggested something really weird um and it was it's in the past couple of years that it's been not debunked not debunked, debunked as Rob would say <laughs> oh. yeah I just I just ignore because yeah. it's fun I like mysteries and yeah. it's boring when they get <laughs> a, 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 you know a rational expl- explanation assigned to them yeah I do think that returnal bit that returnal level as much as returnal is kind of psychological and scary uh, without necessarily going full you know full throttle with the horror um i that underwater level the last biome really made me uncomfortable like i enjoyed playing through it and it's the hardest part of the game as well so you've got to figure out how to get through and dodge through everything and like repel enemies and have a really kitted out celine but yeah i just i i really felt my stomach just churn when i went into that bit man what a game yeah every time i remember return i'm just like wow yeah. What a great game! So underappreciated as well. Yeah. Like it is, it's what it's right up there for me. It's definitely one like, of the best PS5 games there is. To use underrated like liberally, like it's rated highly, but just not, yes, but, well, exactly, it's not rated not, highly enough. Like it should be ten out of tens across the board. It's, That's just, an amazing game. Not rated by enough people is yes, what I mean. Isn't yeah. it? Like more definitely, definitely need to play. Um, We've talked quite quite a little bit there, so I'm just going to kind of quickly run you through my next question, which is, do you have any games that stood out for their surprise, scary moments, other than the ones you've me- mentioned? Because I've got a few that I can bring up otherwise. Yeah, mine are sort of silly. Like uh, Final Fantasy VIII, when I had to go hunting for Marlboro tentacles mm. for to unlock Quistis's ultimate weapon, it meant you had to fight Marlboros, and they're terrifying. What, cigarettes? No. <laughs> No, just a They're, horrible big green monsters. You they know, do, in Final Fantasy do, 16, it's the one that Clive they're fights Morbles. in the... They're called Morbles in Final Fantasy 16. They do the bad breath attack. Oh, you fight yeah, one really yeah, yeah, early yeah, on. The, the big one, uh, yeah. But in Final Fantasy 8, I think they're the most dangerous iteration of the Marlboro that there's been. Um, and when they appear on screen, they do this horrible noise that used to make me jump every time. They're like, ha! They did a horrible, like, laugh sound. And the first note of it always used to make me jump. There you go. Do a Marlboro imp- impression. That will scare me. No, forget forget that I'm doing jump scares. That's my next tactic. Right, okay. You've got to forget now. <laughs> See, it, I've been, it's in Just my head. Forget. It's been in my head the whole podcast, Ash. I'm, everything you do, I am questioning and analysing and thinking, is this part? That was all that was... <laughs> that was yeah, Good that one. wasn't that bad. Was, yeah. That wasn't bad. God, I'm not going to do a polite and wait for him to finish. Just do it in the middle. Uh, <laughs> it's no, like, do you remember be- that? Have you seen that jump scare in The Haunting of Hill House when they're in a the car? <gasps> That's yeah. the best jump scare I've ever experienced. Do you know it was unscripted? I have heard that the two actors in the front didn't know when yeah. Ghosty in the back was going to do it. I think, uh, yeah, I, I, it was in the the um, when they spoke about it afterwards they the two people in the front had a, script, a page and a half of script to read through yeah. and they just basically told the lady <laughs> in the back jump up like jump up at this point and so they thought that they had a page and a half to go so when she leapt up they were like ah 
yeah, and it was like oh, a real reaction because they weren't expecting so it. So good because that's you could feel you could feel like the scene wasn't being built for it. Yeah, and that was anyway. We're, di- we're diverging here, but it's good though. It's good. Yeah, Fall of the House of Bushes out now as well. We can talk about that after. What's that? New Mike Flanagan. Really? Mm. Oh, I didn't realise. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I am excited. I don't know anything about this. Rob was a big fan of Midnight Mass, so uh, Hill House, Bly Manor. You've seen those on Netflix? No, I haven't heard any of these. And then Midnight Mass. Did you watch Midnight Mass in the end? No, I'm going to watch it this year. Oh, it's good. It's my treat this year. I'm going to watch Midnight Mass, then I'm going to watch Royal House of Usher, or maybe the other way around. But um, uh, just like a TV just hasn't, like I watch horror films, I play horror games. Horror TV has taken a little bit of a back step for me. So I'm going to have a a really nice, like watch everything at once moment. Right. Just engorge on the medias. (laughs) But it is on my list of things to watch. One of the things that really got me is like a a surprise scary moment. It wasn't a horror game, but... (laughs) For Grey Hill incident. Do you remember when I told you about that that alien horror game where like it was the little yes. grey men and it had a really rude trailer? Yes. And we had to cut what I said out of the podcast. <laughs> I don't remember this. <laughs> I, know, I know what game you're talking about. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that was the Deep Cut podcast. Um, but there, I played it because I was like, hee hee, I'm going to give it a go. Um, and it's like, it's really like well designed. Like it looks really good. Um so it, it's proper like being in a, in a darkened neighbourhood when aliens have like dropped down into this town. So you're there and you know that aliens are there, but you, you don't see any and you have to go around and, and collect some bits and go through the town and, and basically make it to safety. And um, when you get to the bit where the aliens turn up, they're only like chest height because they're like little grey men. And um, I don't know what it is, but they, they just come out of nowhere and they walk like Michael Myers at you like really fast. Ugh. And it, like uh, another thing that scared me a lot when I was younger, because I was a scaredy cat, it was dinosaurs, big loud noises, but also aliens I was really scared of after watching Signs Too Young. Oh, aliens. There's like a specific type of alien that really creeps me out. Yeah, the so, greys, is it? Well, like the, we get the aliens in Independence Day, for example, like aggressive aliens who've come to Earth to destroy yeah. it. Not scary. Aliens like in Annihilation, for example. Oh, weirdos. Where you don't understand the motivation of the alien at all. It's just weird. And it probably isn't, it doesn't mean harm, but just the nature of of its existence Mm. is just so unnatural when it's placed on Earth. And the effect it has on the surroundings and the people I find that really creepy. Yeah. Oh, that, that kind of thing creeps me out. Bear scene. Yeah. Oh, chef's kiss. But this is right at the end, right at the very end. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but um Weird. I can't really talk about it without <laughs> spoiling it. It's weird and it creeped me out. Yeah. More than any of the scary bear stuff mm. that was in the the scary, the scary, the scary skull bear. Uh the ending just weirded me out a lot and I you know, I regularly think about that. Yeah, it's really good. It's really um, have you got any ones to, to add, Rosie? For, for moments that just really got you, like at, at, by surprise, in horror games or not horror games? Uh, one that's in not in a horror game was when I first played Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater for the first time and you fight the end. Mm. Um, because I was fighting the end and I was so intense on finding the end in like the, so that it's like a boss arena and you're sniping each other and he's got like ultimate camouflage. And I was so intense, then suddenly I just hear heavy breathing. Like and it sounded like it was right behind me in the game, and I will never forget because you know when you're so focusing on something and then suddenly you're just like, <sighs> just like this breathing, and then I was freaking out and like you know you could still hear it for a bit while you're aiming, and I was just like, 
what on earth is that? And then suddenly the game takes you out and you see the end is literally right behind you. And then like, then you get a game over. But I will never forget that moment of just, you know, being so engulfed in the fight. Maybe I took too long in the fight, but I must have done. But I was so engulfed. And then just hearing that heavy breathing. And then for for months after afterwards, I couldn't stand heavy breathing. It yeah. just freaked me out. If anyone came up to me, just started going like... Does like, that happen a lot? No, well, because I told hey, my Rosie. friend... Hey, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. Because I told my friends, even though they didn't fully understand, but they all just found it funny that now I was just really freaked out by heavy, heavy breathing. But, he used um, to say that line, didn't he? Like, this is the end. Yeah. Some, to say, and sometimes if he'd managed to creep up on you, that's what he'd come out with. Yeah. I can't remember exactly the line because at this point I was too like freaked out. Suddenly <laughs> I was just like, just, just this heavy breathing um, that I would not expect at all. I was there just like, right, where's the end? I'm going to get him. And then suddenly just to be caught off guard like that in such a creepy and intense way. I remember that really standing out to me as like, you know, knocking me, knocking me out for months. Yeah. I fully had to take a couple of days break. I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I was like, the, the end can wait. I'm going to take a couple of days there's, break before I go back into it. There's a lot of st- scary stuff in Metal Gear. Like yeah. the, the Psycho Mantis fight has, when you first do it, it's it is scary because yeah. you understand what's going on. It's weird. The game is taking control away from you. You don't actually mm. understand whether the game's broken or not. It's designed in such an amazing way that it, it plays with you know. It's like a psychological. It horror. is. Yeah, it is. It's doing a number on you. The yeah, game. Yeah, it does a it, number on it's you. It's really good. In and a then, professional term. And then you get yes, <laughs> uh, the screaming mantis boss fight in Metal Gear Solid Four as well. I found yeah. quite harrowing. Just mm. the music in in that really creepy yeah uh you just it sounds like sounds like someone wailing the music it's is really effective and evocative um with the little yeah, like, like animatronic puppet sort of like yeah. motions as well and things like that yeah. oh yeah i do remember that being very creepy well done metal gear well done metal gear <laughs> now available in metal gear solid master collection yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh um oh my god i wrote loads of bits down but i uh, you know we we should move on to the next part um but yeah bramble is another one i would just want to shout out because i loved bramble i really enjoyed bramble the mountain king is that the one with the weird creepy thing coming out of the swamp yeah oh, i really want to play that it's it looks really, really good. cool i've it's not played so it yet good. i had honestly it's one of my it's one of my top games of this year it was uh it's like little nightmares um but like a, a spooky uh scandinavian like fairy tale i love the sound of that mm. and from what i've seen of it i thought you know I've seen that section of gameplay where you're trying to escape that horrendous looking thing that's coming out of the mm. swamp trying to get you. And I think, wow, that looks, A, it just looks amazing. Um, but also, yeah, terrifying. Yeah. Mm. Gameplay wise, it's just, it's really interesting. Like each area kind of has its own um, legend that you've got to come up against. And the very first one is not so much a legend as just something horrible that you find that kind of sets the tone of the game. So you go through and it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful game. Uh, and you're in these gorgeous forests full of life, full of creatures. Everything's like, there's little gnomes with little hats on and little like kind of babies that are flowers. Like it's so like, it's like walking into a, a true proper Victorian fairy tale, like that kind of style of, of illustration that comes to mind. Um, and then 
your sister gets taken by a troll, which is horrifying, after you followed some fairies and she gets snatched. Um, and as you kind of then go on your journey to find her, the first thing you stumble across is, is all of these gnomes in bear traps. And then you come into a butcher's lair that's full of meat and he's like carving up loads Ugh. of creatures and you have to like squelch through all of the guts. And it's just so well done. And that's just like a taste of what, what it is and how like violent it is whilst also being so beautiful. This game is one of the few that legit made me cry tears because... Of hedgehog, fear. wasn't it? No, no, yeah, not fear, of joy, because I saw a really nice hedgehog. I think it's honestly how, how terrible, like horrifying the rest of the game was. I saw this hedgehog and I, was, I literally just started crying. I was like, it's so beautiful, it's so cute. Uh, I'm tearing up thinking about it again, honestly. Yeah, that's, that's quite a famous clip. Oh. I don't know who it is. Some streamer who's playing The Last of Us. Yes. And a little bunny comes yeah. on. She's like, oh my God, it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. And then the arrow just. <laughs> Doesn't she go like. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just her whole soul. Oh, I love that body. clip so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Mine was not that dramatic. It was just emotional. Um, but yeah. And then the ending boss fight is one of the most, like, oh my God, I just loved it. I got like goosebumps like uh, when mm. I get you know you get really excited into something you're like yeah. oh my god this is my jam like I was like goose flesh all over just going yes yes, yes. Like, oh it's so good it's so good but there's been so many amazing horror games this year and so many good just spooky vibe games that it's still not even my top game of the year it's just one of many because there's literally oh the choices are plentiful um do you guys have any recommendations for Halloween? Because I can just reel off some uh, in my collection <laughs> otherwise. But I thought it might be nice to hear from, from you as well. I'll allow you to speak. Well, I mean, this year, I mean, like I've said um, before, like for the past couple of years, every October I've done a Silent Hill game. So I'm currently doing Silent Hill 3. So, you know, Silent Hill, recommend those. Uh, they're good, creepy. The sound design in Silent Hill is probably my favourite thing ever. And playing through Silent Hill 3... Uh, I'm playing it with my mate Liam at the moment, but I'm like the one behind the controls and there's so many moments I'm like, sh -sh -sh, can, you, can you hear that terrifying noise? Or did you hear, just did someone just scream or something like that? So fully, if you want like spooky sounds and atmosphere, Silent Hill yeah. games. Silent Hill! Silent Hill! They're brilliant for that. And of course, I'm going to shout out Resident Evil. Yeah. Uh, oh, if, I haven't heard of that. What's, what's that one? Oh, have you not? Let me tell you about this little thing called Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> this little indie game from a little indie studio called Capcom. Um, but if you want... Because, you know, I've talked about Resident Evil 1 loads and, you know, Resident Evil 2. So I'm actually going to say the original Resident Evil 3 if you want to be chased mm. by something. Because I've recently been thinking about <laughs> my boy Nem Nem. Chase me, Nem. This is chasing. Well, no, because it actually sprung to mind, Rob, when you earlier said the fear of being hunted. And I don't think I felt as intense, apart from Alien Isolation. But Alien Isolation and Resident Evil 3, the original, I have never felt so hunted by something because Nem Nem can literally pop up at any point and then like, like you said with the aliens in the mm. Grey Hill, he just charges straight for you, like fully goes stars <laughs> and stuff like, you know, it's terrifying, the music kicks in. Um, so if you want the thrill of the chase, <laughs> then I recommend Resident Evil 3, the original. Yeah, nice. Rob, you got anything? Uh, not really. That's, that's <laughs> not, also okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm keen to hear what you would recommend. Bramble, that was my main one. Bramble Dredge is the other one because I have to recommend it. I think it's such a good like intro to horror, but also fans of horror. Like I think it like 
just goes over that line really, really well. I also want to recommend this little game called Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't a horror game, but the horror missions in it are sublime. It's another one that I got like a little goosey bumps over because when fantasy goes dark, that is, that's my space. That's my space. It's why I love Bramble so much. I love it when you go to somewhere fantastical and it goes really wrong. Mm. And um, the, the scary parts of Baldur's Gate, I just think are done so, so well. One of my favourite, favourite parts is a massive spoiler, so I can't say it. Um, but I, I will, oh, I'm trying to think of how I can communicate it to anybody who's played it, but it comes in act three and it's, uh, one of the main missions and it happens underground. That's the best, that's the best I've got. Uh, you'll know what I mean if you've, if you've finished the game and it's, it's incredible and it's very horror based, very, very scary. And yeah, it was just amazing. Like if you are playing Baldur's Gate three, or if you want to start it to be able to get a nasty Halloween treat for next week. That is what I would definitely recommend. Um, also, I'm going to say inscription again because I don't think it gets enough love and I think it needs to come back around. Um, I have loads of stuff from 2023 on a Twitter post at the moment as well. There's films, games, all that sort of stuff. Dead Space, Amnesia the Bunker, uh, stuff that came out this year. Again, Buddy Simulator 1984 as well. Really enjoyed that. Loads of stuff, loads of stuff that uh, it's really nice so ah! did that get you three out of ten. Oh, okay oh you had a little yeah, more getting there. Getting there. yeah <laughs> okay so unexpectedly now we're moving on from our unexpected horror chat to the unexpected playstation access mini quiz oh, oh, i wasn't expecting go. this <laughs> okay i wasn't expecting this it's spooky time on the playstation access podcast oh. <laughs> <laughs> i love that scooby-doo intro uh. <laughs> so for the unexpected playstation access mini quiz um this is a mini quiz based on games that have appeared previously in the halloween series of yore so these are all games that have appeared on the channel that you will know the name of that are spooky based or have been used in a spooky capacity you know what i mean okay and these are only of the halloween show that you run is it or across the years in across halloween across the years in halloween so the and the the type of quiz it is is a word association quiz so oh gosh i'm going to give you uh, a description that matches a game but doesn't use any of the words in the title so to make this clear, if I said extraterrestrial loneliness... That, alien isolation. That would be alien isolation. Okay. Because it's like synonyms for the words in the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get really stuck, I've got a hard version, which will be your first one, and I then have an easy version if both of you are like, what the hell have you written? Oh, very nice of so you. I thought, you know what, I've got fail safe. I've got fail safe, just in case. There's seven questions, because okay. it's PlayStation Access. And uh, yeah, shout your name before you shout the answer and then we'll do whoever has the most points at the end. Okay. Okay, so the first one is Forgotten Gloomy Drop. Forgotten Gloomy Drop. Rob. Yeah? Amnesia Dark Descent. Yes! Oh, well done. Two points. Uh, Who played that? Oh, wait. Wait, who did play that that no, was the Dave one. That was Dave, that's right. And I was with him, wasn't I? That was oh before my... I was born. Yeah, I remember that. Before yeah. you were born. Yeah, and two, <laughs> two points for Rob because he got it on the hard one. I'll well give done, you that. well yeah. done, Rob. I didn't have to use the easy one. Thank the easy you. one was Syndrome Illit Downfall. <laughs> <laughs> that's harder. I know. <laughs> okay, so number two, we have Overnight Expiry. 
It's a synonym for a game that's appeared in the Halloween series. Overnight expiry. Mm. Overnight expiry. I've got, an, I've got, I've got. I can drop it down to one point for for the easier answer. If you yeah, I, I'm not going to get this. I don't think. You want pass? Yeah, pass. Okay, corpse by morning. Come on. Oh, Rob. Yeah. Dead by daylight. Yeah. Oh, I'm terrible at these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are going to hate this one, but it's for two points for the hard answer. Sneaky prosynonody. What on earth is this, does the second word mean? Prosynonody. <laughs> <laughs> sneaky prosynonody. I've never even heard no, of that. I've never heard of that. S- okay, the word you've from used sneaky. <laughs> sneaky prosynonody. I had to spell it phonetically because I didn't know how to say it. Um, but it, this, this this throws back. I don't think, Rob, you were on this podcast, but we had a big debate about types of animals and um, we had to cut loads of it because it just wasn't, it was factually incorrect. <laughs> Great. Uh, and I looked it up afterwards and realised this is what the creature is. It's a prosynonody. A prosynonody. But I'll give you the easy one, which is cunning trash panda. Yeah, uh, Rosie, sly raccoon. Nice. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So we've got um, three points for Rob, two for getting a hard, for hard one, one for getting an easy one, and one for an easy one for you. So two, one, two, Rob. Yeah, right so we three, did the... Two. Three, two, sorry. I can't count. No, three, one to me. Three, three one. I got one because I got sly <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> I can't easy. Count. Okay, number four, we have... Lich's Boogie Mausoleum. <laughs> Lich's Boogie Mausoleum. Uh, Rosie, Crypt of the Necrodancer? Yeah. Yes! And the easy one on that one was Tomb of Undead Jigs. <laughs> That's my house. <laughs> that's my house tomb. was it tomb of undead jigs yeah. I love that so that's three all now so we're on number five um, which is this This one is quite hard but it did appear in a Halloween series geriatric call geriatric call cool call like Ca-ca! call geriatric call do you want to drop it to easy should we take it down a notch? <sighs> I think we should. Oh, well, I don't know what the first word means. Yeah, pass. Ancient jewellery. Elden Ring. Yeah. Rob, oh, Elden Ring. Oh, oh, ah, yeah. The pumpkin stream. So we got four, three there. Well done. Okay, and then number six. <laughs> Inhabitant poor. <laughs> Come on. Come on, inhabitant poor. Poor like P-O-O-R. Inhabitant poor. P-O-O-R. Poor. Inhabitant poor. Come on. Oh, I just know someone's at home going, I'm trying to think of what, it's the poor that's getting me. Shall we drop it down? Poor as in not wealthy. Is Uh, that the type of poor? uh, That's how the word is spelt, yeah. Right. Um, Inhabitant poor. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. <gasps> no. Okay, I'm dropping it down. Citizen bad. Citizen bad. Come on, citizen. Is it Resident Evil? Yes. Is it Resident Evil Two? It's just did... Resident Evil. Oh, what? What does evil have to do with 
poor? Because it's like a poor, poor morally. I googled it and the synonym was poor. Okay, <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, it was because I thought no, Resident I, Evil, and then I was like, "What does evil have to do with poor?" Yeah, poor is not a synonym for evil. <laughs> no, not as in not poor wealth. Poor like poor quality. Evil quality. You don't oh, get an evil. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> but that's why I was holding back because I was I should have just taken the risk and just guessed. You should have. But you got a point. I so got a point. What are we on right now? With one question to go. For all. For all. Yeah. Okay, all right then. For number seven, it's a little bit different. Uh, rather than it being synonyms, it's opposites because I just thought it sounded funnier. So this one is Sad's Arrogant Hot Dog Factory. <laughs> is it Happy Humble's Bunk Burger Farm? You've got to say the right name, Rosie. Happy Humble's Burger Farm. Nearly. Humble Happy's Burger Farm. No. Happy Humble's f- Farm You're Burger. You're getting the S in the wrong place. Happy Humble's Burger Farm. No. Happy's Humble Burger Farm. Yes, there we go. <laughs> we got there. <laughs> well done. Uh. <laughs> and there Yay. you are. Rosie has earned a pod point. Do you remember when we used to do pod points? They mean nothing now. Mean I don't nothing. remember that, no. You were, you had loads of them to begin Did with. Did I? Yeah, but then we started having nobody in the podcast, so it felt a bit mean to have loads of pod points going around where oh. not all of us were here. So mm. now it's just... They're just, just a thing. List. They're just a thing. They're yeah. memory, yeah. a distant memory. <laughs> it is a pod point, but it does nothing. Right, so there is a, a little Pale Station Access mini quiz done with. We're now going to go on to the comments of the week. So stay tuned. Did that get you? No. I don't know why. I sensed that no. one was coming. Okay, comments of the week time. Get singing. Oh, God, who starts? It's time. It's time. It's time for comments of the week. I was about to do it for the fourth for the camera switches. Oh, it's okay. It's got done. That's all that matters. It got done. Yeah. We did it. Right. So, comments of the week. I haven't actually explained what this is in a while, and I enjoyed doing that. So, comments of the week are comments from the hashtag pod squad, squad. aka people who have used the hashtag pod squad squad. squad. upon the internet, either on our YouTube videos, on social media, just out in the wild, attached to a carrier pigeon, put on the pavement, shouting it in the street. Yeah, carved into the flesh of Rob's leg if you can get close enough. But I would never recommend it. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, please, please, please. Pod squad. Oh, but yes. So if you want to have a comment read out or you want to say something lovely to us, because we only read the lovely ones, mind, because that's the ones Alex collects. If you want to say something nice or fun or anything, or you have something to add to our podcast or respond to a question we've asked, put that hashtag in. Pop it on the internet and we'll come and collect it up and read it out on a future podcast. So these are people that have done so either by going back in time after listening to this one and somehow incepting it into this podcast or just knowing about how we do it previously. I assume the second. So <laughs> The first one is Kane on Demand, who has posted on the Queen Rosie Portrait community post. Oh, And they say to whoever is in charge of the graphic design and the access team, good job. You've been doing a banger, banger of a job with each thumbnail for the videos and also with the community images and posts. This image looks insanely good. Hashtag pod squad. Pod, pod squad. squad. Oh. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? I, yeah, I've finally got my little 
little royal picture on the wall. I was very excited when yeah. um, when I realised. I was like, everyone else has got a picture in the crown portrait. I get one now. But Rosie was most excited to have her her, her crown portrait, yes. which, you know, well-deserved. Well-deserved, Rosie. Oh, thanks. You know, queen looks good on you, <laughs> my queen. Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah. Rob, are you ready to uh, to face up to the music and fight Rosie for, for, for the crown back? No, no, it's not my go. I know, yeah. it's not, I know it's not your go, but are you ready to do it eventually? Because Rosie's going to yeah. win. <laughs> Rosie's going to be queen forever now. No, no I'm not, honestly. So. I'm, I'm not, not going to be queen forever. <laughs> It'll be Dave next. I think so. Yeah. But Dave is like the unsung hero. Like, you know, Dave... He's was, not unsung. He sings a lot. He's, well, he does sing sometimes. But, you know, he can, he can surprise you about how good he is with certain games. Yeah. I feel like I'm ready to try and get my crown back, you know? But, oh. but in a nice, friendly way. In a nice, friendly, in non-competitive nice, way. way. Just yeah. like the Street Fighter yeah. one we did. To be fair, that was a lot of fun when we did Street Fighter 6. If it was Rob or Dave, I'd be like, come here, I'm gonna rattle you. <laughs> rattle you, boys. Get rattled, boys. But we'll have a nice, lovely, <laughs> lovely, lovely one because Rosie's not competitive anymore. <laughs> uh, we've also got a comment from RD Clark1994 who says, hashtag pod squad. pod squad. In light of Ash getting her first tattoo. Oh, here she is for anybody who hasn't seen. There it is. It's Daisy. I'm very excited about it. I'm like, any excuse? Uh, I thought I'd ask a tattoo related question. As I have recently gotten my first tattoo in honour of our daughter Poppy cute and my wife Eloise constantly states that I should get one for her so my question is this if you were to all choose tattoos for each other who would you want to tattoo what would you make them get where would you make them get it you can be as nice silly or nasty as you like for example Rob chooses Dave tattoo and where he should get it on his body so it's like if you've ever seen Just Tattoo of Us hosted by <laughs> Charlotte from Geordie Shaw you have to think about these questions don't you I don't know yeah Dave I- on his lower back. Oh, tramp stamp. A butterfly. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought you were going to be that'd like be funny. the boss or something like that. From that, when maybe Dave was, that'd be funnier, yeah. yeah. Maybe, but yeah. <laughs> just he bends over to see the boss. The boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go with that. I'm the boss. The boss. <laughs> the boss. A tramp stamp of the boss. Oh, who? Oh. Yeah. I would, Rosie, I would tattoo you um, with like a bikini on your arm. So like you could, I, I don't know, something with the elbow to make it look move. <laughs> I don't know how it would work. Just like a little dancing bikini on yeah. my arm. You know, when you can squeeze it and kind of make it look like a cleavage, you could have a bikini there. <laughs> so you could like be like cleavage, no cleavage, cleavage, no cleavage. Well, in which case I would, well, I mean, just for the matching then, you know, we've got to get matching team bikini tattoos yeah. there. And so you got to be like this. Woo. Imagine if there like, could we like link arms so it looks like you know you can mix match the mix match the bikinis oh, if we yeah. had two different designs. Imagine that. That would be good. But okay, I will say Rob. Yeah. I will tattoo. Because I don't think you'd want a big tattoo, but if you wanted something, I know you hate, which makes me feel sad to say this, but a single baked bean. <laughs> <That's> so mean. <laughs> Imagine a single baked bean. Just on like on your foot or something. Scratch and sniff one. No, oh, <laughs> like, that's one that I know you would like really not like. So if I wanted to be horrible, I would say that. But if I wanted to be nicer, I'd probably... <laughs> that's what you first said. So you definitely do. Then, want to be but horrible. no, no, no. I was, I was thinking. I was just like, oh god, what would be like a one that Rob would hate? But if it was a nice one, then like you know something like a a, a bit of materia. A single, like, you know, a little green materia. That'd be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. I'd get the one ring tattooed on your forehead. 
Oh, forehead. Marilyn Monroe Gollum. <laughs> yeah, Gollum is I... Marilyn Monroe on your arm like a sailor tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I'd do that. Uh, Jack oh, is... Yes. Okay. Oh, it's happening. Oh, yes. You, like, flex your muscles and, like, Marilyn Monroe just gets <laughs> a, dance. a little dance. Uh, we've also got a comment from Jackus Maracas who says hashtag VOD squad hashtag pod squad pod squad covering all your bases baby I haven't properly played a football game since FIFA 97 this was on the FC 24 stream but I'm enjoying these streams so much I'm in danger of breaking that streak while I'm thinking about the masterpiece that was FIFA 97 is there a particular year of FIFA or PES that is personal favourite for any of you Rob this one's for you unless Rosie you played a lot of FIFA or PES nope all I could say was actual soccer on PS1. Nice. Which isn't even a PES or a FIFA game, but I used to have a lot of laughs playing that on PS1. I used to like actual soccer club edition on my PS1, which is very fun. I don't know if uh, I had club, I probably just had not the club edition. Not the club edition, no. <laughs> uh, PES 3 is an easy answer just because it's the best one. Oh, uh, easy peasy. Yeah, it was great. Brilliant time of my life, just playing Master League for hours and hours and hours. Uh, and it had Pierluigi Colina, a referee, on the front cover, which I think said a lot about the attitude that Pez had. Like, it was a very serious football game. Had a very serious, scary referee on the front cover. Ooh, Halloween. So, yeah, Pez 3 is my answer. Nice. Very good. Thumbs up to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, ben Martin has also left us a comment saying, I want to see if you guys see these comments. Hashtag pod squad. Pod squad. Pod squad. Yes. And that's the end of that section. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you so much, guys, for leaving your hashtag pod squad, pod squad. comments. We're now going to move on to before we go to prove that we are indeed real life flesh people who do real life flesh people things and not just skeletons wearing meat that have been enchanted. But we still have we're alive and fleshy, you know, ah! did I get you No. even talk of skeletons? We're not afraid. No. Oh. Next section. There's one thing that's going to get Rob. It's the talk of skeletons. <laughs> Why would that get me? I'm just, joking. I'm just joking. I was like, you know, skeletons I don't find spooky. <laughs> like, no, they're funny. Skeletons are I funny. I like skeletons. I like, I like skeletons. Skelly boys are great. I love yeah. skeletons. Has it ever actually been an actual scary skeleton? Um, No. I think a real one, if you just saw a skeleton. <laughs> if there yeah, was a an real actual, one. real animated skeleton, then yes, I would be scared. <laughs> but in all forms of media, they're either just, they're either just sword fodder in fantasy games yeah. or they're funny. I tell you what, the ones that are actually a bit scary are the Dynamation ones from Clash, in the, Clash of the Titans. Um, yeah, a lot of people found those scary. They're more cool than they are scary, but because of the way they move and it's kind of uncanny and it's like set against like real life people, I do think the Dynamation skeleton are, are quite unnerving. I oh, like the Jason and the Argonauts type ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. Like, it's like that kind of... Yeah. It's, it's called Dynamation, but it's basically like advanced claymation. Yes. So they look a bit like... Woo. Yeah, they're like... Woo. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're in Before We Go, everybody. There's a little skeleton chat. And it's time to talk about things that we do that aren't gaming. Rosie... You did your run. I finished it. I finished it and I don't have to run again. <laughs> Are you though? Are you going to run I again? Think, I think I've decided I'm going to try and keep up with the 30 minute runs, but I'm not going to be as strict as like, you know, the training three times a week. Um, because, you know, already after I did the run, I like, I've taken a week break and I'm like, oh my God, I feel so, I've, I'm in bliss. I'm like, I don't have to go home and think I've got to cook and then I've got to run and then I've got to do this, that and the other and then I've got to go to bed. Like, so... Uh, like now I'm just like, 
Oh, <laughs> I'm just, no I'm, more running. No more. So I think I'll keep up with the 30 minute short ones just for, you know, just for a bit of fitness. Um, but I'm also letting my body recover after the, the training um, because there's uh, I've learned now that long distance running can do a lot to your body um, and it needs to fix. Yes. So. <laughs> you can <laughs> It needs well, to fix. Well done, Rosie. Congratulations. Thank you. You smashed it. Thank you very much. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Sorry, I was literally thinking about how I could scare her off then. I was like, how could I work a jump scare into this? But no, uh, I, I honestly, mega, mega proud of you. I think you've done amazing. The money you've raised, all the work you've put in, like, I'm just like blown away and you deserve a massive rest and a big sleep. Now. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. I know the run itself was like, you know, it's it's a crazy experience doing one of them and being in the run. Um so, like you know, it's an experience I'll never forget. But I'm, I'm, uh, but I'm, I'm done. You're happy that you've done it. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah literally, when I crossed the line, there was a lady who was just behind me, and then we were chatting. And uh, you're like, I beat you. <laughs> <laughs> no, she came up. I was saying because she like you know when you just remember the scene. I remember she walked up behind me, and she was like. Oh, so are you doing the London Marathon then? And I was just like, nope. <laughs> and then this lady, she was fully saying like, oh yeah, I do the London one. And uh, so, so I've got to keep on training. So she was someone who like consistently does them. And I was just there just like, how do you do it? Yeah. <laughs> how do you just do like half marathon after half marathon after full marathon and stuff like that? I was like, oh my gosh. It is wild. Like runners are wild. Yeah, like, they're wild. 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 <laughs> yeah. I know a guy who does ultra marathons. Oh. over like the Brecon Beacons and like 100 mile oh. runs over don't... mountains you oh. walk mountains Madness. for fun though don't no, you no but like one at a time and yeah. walking yeah you're not you're not averse to a little adventure poo <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> I like an adventure poo up a mountain yeah, yeah. did you have to did you <laughs> did you have to do a poo, Rosie, on your half marathon? You I did do it like on the sides. You no, have to just like stop and drop. Or? So they they did have portaloos like okay. over the halfway point. So even if you did need to go, you had to you know run a bit to get there. Yeah. Uh, I didn't need to. However, I had the thing where you know I went to the toilet and everything before. Could be a good strategy, right? You start needing the loo yeah. and, then, and then you know you've got to make it to the the portaloos <laughs> halfway that would like spur you on yeah. you say that but then like you're so focused then you're just you're not really going to want to run because your body like when you run and your stomach and all your body is just bouncing up and down it's going to be a rough time <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to want to run <laughs> you're going to want to walk very slow but I did uh, I had the moment at the first hydro station because again I've never done anything like this before so I, there was a hydro station they just have the cups of water mm. but I I think because it was the first one, the water was freezing. Ooh. So I had it and it was so, it was just, you know, have it when you have cold water and it just goes straight through you. <laughs> so literally I had it and then suddenly I just like, oh my God, I need a wee. And I was just like, no, 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 I can't have this. I can't have this. I'm at the beginning of the race. I cannot. So literally I just sort of like, threw the rest of the cup away I was just like no I've just got to not drink for a bit <laughs> yeah, just throw it on your head that's what they usually do isn't it like I, see I was tempted to like, do that yeah, just throw it in their face that's how they hydrate but I was tempted to do that but suddenly my body was in such a oh my god you need a wee moment I just didn't want to have any water sort of like near me at the time I was just like I've just got to focus on running don't and remind me water don't remind me that suddenly I need a wee it went it went by like, it, like you know my body decided it didn't need a wee shortly after but just 
that cold water going through. I remember How do you do that? I don't know. I like, wish I could train my body to be like that. I drank so in. much water the race, but literally it was just at the, the beginning maybe moment. Maybe sweated it out Yeah, instead. I think maybe it, it was the probably sweated out. We got the pictures coming through and there's so many pi- people of like pictures of people looking like content and fine. <laughs> and then you see me and I've got like, I call it my fish face. But I'm feeling like, <laughs> like just running my hair. You can see it in like sweaty strands all over the place. Everyone else is looking beautiful on the run. And then here comes Rosie. <laughs> is that, there's that meme of like the, um, like annoyingly photogenic man who's like in the middle of like a massive run. And it's just him smiling, looking incredibly handsome and like dry. He's not, and everyone around him is like, oh, <laughs> uh, and it's, every time I look at it, it makes me laugh. Cause I, I just, it's just, it's just typical, isn't it? Yeah. Just this one person like, hello. Whilst everyone else <laughs> yeah. is like, oh. I know my mom was like, oh, can you buy the digital pictures? So I bought them. I've got like, um, for her and stuff like that. And I said, I will warn you, mum, they're not pretty pictures. And then she looked and she was like, oh, you really do have a fish face in some <laughs> of them. <laughs> but like in a joke, like she was very, she's so proud. And when I said it to her at first, she was like, oh, don't be silly. You were running a half marathon. Of course, like this, that and the other. I think there was probably just one where I was really like, <laughs> just, just on the phone I just heard her be like oh that does look like a bit like a fish <laughs> what a paw um, I love my mum I wanted her to say that though I was like yeah thank you mum for yeah. acknowledging I was right mum <laughs> oh, Rob have you been up to anything fun that you want to share with the group no no not really I'm going to see the Uncanny live. Oh, you've seen them live? Yeah, they're, doing, do. a, they're doing a live tour, so I'm seeing them on the 7th of November, I think. If, if, I, can, if I can grab a ticket, I think I might I might see you there. Don't worry, I won't sit next to you. Good. But I, uh, I might <laughs> My go wife well. will be sitting next to me. Oh, okay, that's a seat next to the other side. Are you sat against the wall, so yeah. now you're just like, <laughs> no one can sit on the other side. I think we're sitting quite near the front. I bought my tickets a long time ago, okay. so we've got pretty good seats, I think. Mm, well, I'll right, see so what I, I can do. If you see like a, a, two, <laughs> two seats being taken up near the front, just make sure you get the other yeah, side. I was going to say, and you probably like my wife. Put her in the middle. <laughs> oh no, I'm sat over here. Uh, I, I will talk to your wife though as well. I'll be like, "Hi, how's it? Are you joining the can?" Whispering, going, "That's pretty scary, isn't it?" <laughs> I don't actually know what they're going to do for the live show. Whether it will actually be scary yeah. or not, I have no idea what format it will take. Mm. I've been enjoying the TV show as well. I've mm. seen one episode so far, and mm. it was a good one. Mm. What do they do for the TV? Do they like for the TV show? Do they? It's just the podcast, but with scary reconstruction visual bits. So you're like, oh, I saw a ghost in my house, and there'll be, you know, video of a ghost as well as you just imagining a ghost. Oh my god! So it's it's quite scary. Oh, the ghost in my house. Have you guys heard that song that's like, there's a ghost in my house. No. There's a ghost in my no. house. It keeps on haunting me. <laughs> I've not heard oh, that, no. That's the that's this year's Halloween anthem uh, for you guys at home. I can't remember the name of it, so you're going to have to Google my delicious voice words and find lyrics. That's one. There's a uh, ghost in my house. There's a ghost in my house. Yeah. And it's like, um, it's like, uh, it says funny lines like uh, I was looking down in my coffee cup think I see your face looking back up sitting in my easy chair see I love these sort of like fun spooky songs so I'm definitely going to listen to this after the podcast <laughs> I feel fingers running through my hair <laughs> it's good it's good uh, it's, it's very It's. I think it's about a man and his lost love more so than it is an actual ghost which was disappointing yeah. but it's still good for the season so ah! oh, oh! Oh, that was a head turn. Oh. Uh, yeah, 
That's a enough little, for me. A little spike of adrenaline Ooh, shot through me then. That will do. I knew you were going to do it at the end as well. So it's got to be coming now, surely. <laughs> I just want to add in one more super quick thing with the run. Thank you all so much for your support and your encouragement and your donations. You've helped so many lives. So thank you so much, everyone. I just wanted to slide that in right at the end there. I was like, thank you. That's allowed, Rosie. Thank you. This once. Never interrupt me again. (laughs) Especially (sighs) after a jump scare. (laughs) Right, okay. That is the end of this spooky podcast. So have a fabulous Halloween. I hope you've enjoyed our Halloween content this week. We haven't spoken about it here because this is happening before the week has happened. So hopefully you guys have been suitably spooked. I'm sure uh, we have been. Yeah, there's some really fun stuff that's happened in it now. I was going to say coming up, but that's (laughs) happened in it. I keep going downstairs and then someone will be working on something and they're like, oh, I can't show you this yeah. one. Oh, God. What <laughs> are they the whole doing? office like working up? on it. Um, but yeah, so so if you haven't seen that yet, definitely head over the cha- to the channel. Give that a go. There's your Halloween horror, spooky October content that you can consume, enjoy any time of year, really. But it's especially good right now. So hopefully you've enjoyed that and you can leave a comment if and when you've watched it of, of what you thought as well, because I only live if I get attention and praise like Tinkerbell so keep that in mind (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for watching and helping me live another day (laughs) with attention sorry was that a return to Neverland reference specifically (laughs) the sequel to Peter Pan I love that so but not expect that (laughs) (sighs) right thank you so much for watching we'll see you again soon come back in two weeks for more from the PlayStation Access podcast in the meantime check out the YouTube channel and yeah goodbye Bye. bye happy Halloween